Hi friends, welcome to episode 73 of Whispers Plant Spirit Medicine Podcast. I'm Amanda Nicole and I have some medicine for you. (laughs) So this podcast is going to be a little different. This is medicine packaged in a way I've not shared before. It's more personal than medicine that I've shared in the past, which is curious to say because for those of you who've listened to podcasts or taken classes or visited my website, you know, I talk about sexual trauma and what happened when I was a child and also difficulties in the church and my heart towards those things. And so I feel that I share a lot <laughs> in this podcast and in my classes, but never this. So here we go. The medicine for this podcast is rose, which I'm going to present as medicine of self-love. This may seem obvious, but usually when I offer rose, I present rose as um, unconditional love, boundaries, heart opening, um, opening the eyes so that we can see what's true, removing rose-colored glasses, or perhaps needing to put them on, you know, for a time. I speak about the womb, all of these sorts of things. Even rose is bare medicine. Did I do that here or in my newsletter? I love Rose's Bear Medicine. But today, it's self-love. And I think one of the reasons I haven't shared that aspect of Rose before is because I've, I've been needing to do a lot of work there myself to even get to the point where I can share it. Because often the medicine that I share, you know, obviously, I haven't learned it all. It's not completed. I'm in process. I'm just sharing what I receive as I walk my own healing path. So I guess I'm ready to share this. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you a little bit about why it's so ironic to me that I struggle with self-love, although I know that that's something probably all of us struggle with. It's like the human condition. And it's because of my name. (laughs) My name is Amanda. And Amanda has a Latin root, amo, A-M-O, I love. And Amanda means worthy of love, she that is worthy of love. And yet my, my entire life, I think it's okay to say that. I think that's accurate. I have not thought that I was worthy of love. And I have not been made to think or feel that I was worthy of love. I'm sure this is true for many of you, sadly, if not all of you. And that's even happened with those that are the closest to me, like family and parents saying, you're so hard to love. She's really hard to love or being presented with, I love you unconditionally. Now change these six things about you and I'll receive you. You know, I love you unconditionally. But you're going to need to do these 10 things before I will receive you. You guys know what I'm talking about. You've experienced it. Love that has conditions. You know, and we got to get real. Love is not, I have this feeling in my heart about you. Uh, love, Love expresses. It works itself out in actions and words. So this is real. This is true. Um, often when we're being told that someone loves us, Whatever that little feeling is that they're having in their bosom at that moment is usually not love. We can usually tell by how they're treating us and how they're speaking to us. We know what love is. We, we don't need it explained. We know how it feels. We know how it sounds. Often what they're feeling is something quite different. Isn't it strange how love is often 
let's see, how do I want to word this? Often punishment, shame, blame, guilt, those sorts of things are, they masquerade as love. That's the word that they're given. So you guys know where I'm at. You know what I'm talking about. So lots of struggling with that. Lots of work needing to be done with that because of just repeatedly being told um, by persons or I don't want to say by God, that's not true. <laughs> the divine is very loving. But people speaking to me about the divine saying, you know, the divine doesn't love you either. So lots of work. And I do just want to say before I go on, when I said this struggle to feel lovable, worthy of love, self-love is because we can't believe that the divine loves us. <laughs> Or that we are love itself. We are the divine. We are made in the image of God, in the image of the divine. We are. We are divine. It's in us. It's there. It's We are, as I learned, you know, when I was growing up, the way that the church would speak is we are God-breathed. We are the breath of God. I love this song that I sing in the church that I go to here in South Carolina. And it says that, you know, the very breath in my lungs is the breath of God. I am God-breathed. I am what God is dreaming. I think I have a poem about that <laughs> somewhere on my website. But, you know, I am the divine's dream come true. Okay, so that's who we are, but we lose that for so many reasons. So many reasons, and often very quickly, you know, that disconnect comes, and those doubts are planted, and and there we are. And in that, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, American Holly <laughs> for experiencing and connecting to, and then embodying and expressing the just pure, unconditional, wide open, expansive divine love. Okay. So where am I going with this? You're like, okay, so how's this personal? <laughs> All right. So I have a story and it's a personal story. But I think story is one of the best ways that we can get the medicine. And maybe in my story, there's medicine for you. Because, you know, we are mirrors of each other. We're always seeing and reflecting back, responding. That's what we do. So right now, I have a pretty significant financial need. It's considering my circumstances, it's a pretty good amount of money. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like totally doable. And probably somebody that lives a few houses down or 10 minutes down the road is like, hey, I got that in my bank account. No big deal, right? But we all have our own circumstances. So for me, this is this is significant. And it's not just the amount. It's the circumstances surrounding it where there, there really are like 3D um, limitations and boundaries that I look and think, how am I going to do this? And it's... It's a real need so that my family can be well, I can be well, so that we're, I would even use the word, you know, safe, safe and cared for and well. And so I'm thinking, how do I, how do I do this? How do I gather this extra that's needed, especially, you know, during these times where it's very difficult for many to work the work they have or to find extra work and you know I just don't feel like there's this the free flow of exchange and that there might be otherwise so I had some friends that suggested well why don't you do a GoFundMe or why don't you send 
an email out to some close friends and acquaintances and explain what's up and then people can give. And I heard that. I've thought of that. I've, I've done that sort of thing in the past. Um, when I was younger, I was taught you don't ask for anything and you especially don't ask for money. I mean, like when we would go to people's houses, I was told I couldn't even ask for like a glass of water if I was thirsty. So lots of work <laughs> on asking for help and even particularly asking for certain sorts of help like financial help or other more tangible, larger bits of help. So lots of work. I've gotten a lot better. It's good. I can do it <laughs> and I have done it. So, but I was just trying to feel it, you know, just feel, think, listen. But then I had some friends that were like, I don't think that's a good idea because, you know, everybody is in need right now and it would be better if instead of just asking for this help, asking for this financial support, you gave something in exchange. And I get that. I hear that. I do. I've done that before too. <laughs> And I don't have any trouble with selling. Uh, well, I do, but it's better. It's better than it was. Like, I'm not opposite to it. I just have to work on doing it. So I'm sure it's true for a lot of you getting to a place where you can say, it's okay for me to ask for money for this service. It's okay for me to ask for money for this product. It's okay for me to ask for this creation or this service. You know, it's hard. There's so much going on <laughs> inside of us and around us that make it difficult for us to simply ask with no strings attached, no service, no products, nothing. And then we even have trouble when we do have that feeling like it. And part of that, I think, is a worth thing. Worthy of love or worthy of support or worthy of resources or worthy of recognition or worthy of an exchange. There's just a lot of worth going on there along with so many other things. But I hear that. But here's what I decided. At least that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say I have this need, you know, if I give you this, will you choose to help me with this need? And it's not because I don't have a need, I don't need help, or I don't believe in exchange, or I don't have something to exchange. But it's because I think I'm coming to understand, you know, my worth, you know, right where I am right now in this moment. So at this moment, people can go to my website, you know, local friends, friends from far away, strangers, and there's so many resources there. <laughs> there's free resources on uh, cotton and sexual trauma, so much there with sexual trauma. There's the book that people can buy. There are classes and body apprenticeship, show, you know, begins in August. Tula Poplar begins in August. There's Patreon that's there where you can, you can pick all these tiers from $2 to like $66 and poems are shared and journal pages, personal journal pages are shared and songs and more medicine and even word games like nature oriented flower word games, you know, so there's Patreon, there's classes, there's poems, there's books, there's consultations, there were oracle card readings, um, which I've, you know, removed. So those things are there and they're available. So I feel like I am offering products and services that are for exchange. There's so much right there that I'm putting out that I'm still in the middle midst of creating things that are waiting to make their way, you know, into other people's hands. 
um, the podcast is on the website. You get the idea. So I have all of these things, much of which is free, and then others that people can choose to purchase. And then there's even like a donate button if people are like, well, I just enjoy all this medicine, but I don't really need that class right now. But I just want to give something and just say thanks. Right. So I feel like I feel like I've I've put myself out there and I'm going to keep putting myself out there. I'm creating in this moment with this podcast and I recorded earlier today and I wrote another song and I'm teaching tonight. I'm going to keep doing these things. I'm going to keep creating. I'm going to keep giving and I'm going to keep offering things for free. And I'm also going to continue offering things for an exchange. So I feel like where I am right now, I'm just thinking, I've put myself out there. I'm out there. Um, there I am. You know, so I, I don't want to do another exchange in that way for this particular need because it's also something that's going to require me to conserve my energy and use it in the most effective way possible so that I can walk this path, you know, that's in front of me. So I have to tell you something. <laughs> this was a big deal for me to make that decision because what I'm saying is I don't want to put out there again something like that and say, I need this help, but so you'll know that I'm worthy of this help, I'm going to give you another product. Instead, I'm just going to know that I am worthy of this help and that I have lots of products and I'm just going to love myself and honor honor who I am, honor where I'm at, honor what I've created and believe that I'm, I'm worthy of the work that I do and the exchange that's there and even the simple giving and the moving of compassion, which I totally believe in. You know, like I'm worthy of just compassion. Not only worthy of exchange or love or you know, I'm worthy of compassion, right? This is just true. This is true of myself. This is true of you. This is true of all of us. We are worthy of love. We are worthy of being seen. We are worthy of compassion. We are worthy of support. We are worthy of care. We are worthy, worthy of resources. And I would have to say, and this is, might be difficult, but hopefully you get what I mean. Hopefully there's balance, you know, that you hear what I'm saying. If I didn't do another thing, <laughs> if I didn't put another thing into the world from this moment on, I'm still worthy of compassion and care right? Guys, this is huge medicine. I don't even know where this came from except like a decade, more than a decade of working with Rose. And I'm not kidding. I have sprayed Rose water on my face every day, at least once for over 10 years, along with Rose baths and Rose steam and Rose cordials and Rose tincture and Rose flower essence and cut roses and vases and my walls are even painted the color of rose rose quartz guys <laughs> i just really needed this medicine this is really a breakthrough for me is that okay to like share that and celebrate it here <laughs> and i want the same for you maybe you've already had it and if so I'm so happy for you. And if you're right on the verge, I'm so happy for you. And if it's 10 years down the road, I'm so happy for you. This is where we've all got to get, you know, because what it does is out of that place of self-love, really, 
you know, tapped into that spot is the best place to root down in so that we can love others. Do you know what I mean? It's got to start at the source. It's got to start at the start, at the beginning. So rose, rose and self-love. It doesn't negate work. It doesn't negate creativity. It doesn't negate exchange. It doesn't negate rest. It doesn't negate anything. I feel like instead it holds everything in this perfect balance that's different really for all of us, but that is exactly as it should be so that we are loved and cared for and held. I love that rose holds. It really does. That's one of the ways I teaches that it holds our hearts comforting our hearts wrapping our hearts up in these blankets so I don't know I don't know what is going to come going forward I'm not sure but I trust spirit I trust the divine I trust that the divine loves me I trust that the divine sees me I trust that the divine is always every moment moved with compassion when it sees me when it sees you, when it sees all of us. And I'm going to stick with Rose. I'm going to open my heart and I'm going to be ready to receive what spirit wants to give, however spirit wants to give it. Maybe it will use humans. That's often what happens. Or maybe it will be, I don't know, an animal or a plant. I don't know. Maybe the earth will like say, put your shovel down and dig here and there will be a box. And inside the box will have <laughs> the resources that I need to do what I need to do to take care of myself and of my family and to listen to spirit and to walk it out. That was a mouthful. <laughs> I hope it was good medicine for you. It's good medicine for me. I want to give it to you. So you can check out my website if you like. <laughs> no exchange necessary <laughs> simply go and see what's there if there's medicine get to get to know me and then i'd like to get to know you email me or you know send a note whatever enjoy what's there poems and um i haven't got the songs up there yet the songs are coming up on patreon but there's medicine there's classes there's a book there's me i don't know what i have i'm going to do my best to give to you i'm finding just all the ways that are the best outlets to get it out because there's notebooks full and a heart and a head full too so all right check out the show notes for some links okay bye hi friends welcome to episode 74 of whispers plant spirit medicine podcast i'm amanda nicole and i have a bit of dragon medicine for you on this episode so for me, the plant that introduced me to dragon medicine and that embodies dragon medicine for me at this time is the tulip poplar tree. I have no doubt that there are other plants that present the medicine of dragon. One of them is a plant that we often call false Solomon seal, but it likes to go by other names. But in this particular episode, it's going to be the medicine of the tulip poplar tree and the dragon medicine that the tulip poplar has presented to me, which is the rainbow dragon. So I had this 
experience recently that connects back to the bluebird which just a couple episodes back I shared a song that I wrote about bluebird and bluebird medicine which interestingly enough (laughs) came to me through the tulip poplar tree even though I speak about chicory in that episode and the the thing that's so interesting to me about the medicine that's been coming is that bluebird and chicory tells us that good things can happen and good things will happen to us. And so many of us need to hear that because we don't believe it. We don't believe it. Whether it's because too many painful things have happened to us where we're afraid to hope, or it could simply be a mindset or a pattern of belief or the words of other people where we aren't believing that good things can and will happen to us. That's the space that we're in. And we just don't have hope. And we just can't imagine that that could ever be us, you know? And so that's the lovely part of blueberry medicine and chicory is to tell us that good things can happen and will happen and even are happening to us in this moment. But here is the lovely rainbow dragon medicine of tulip poplar, at least an aspect of it. So sometimes we need to expand in order to receive the good things that are literally knocking on our door, wanting to happen to us. And I have been told over the years, um, get bigger, Amanda, get bigger. And that can be very frightening, right? (laughs) Especially for someone, and this was me, who has always been afraid of being bigger. I don't want to be too big. I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be sane. So this is scary to hear the instruction to get bigger. And yet tulip poplar and other plants have helped me expand. Just keep expanding, Amanda. You know, that's what I hear. And for me, I sort of see it in my heart and also in my in my gut space getting bigger so that it can hold whatever is whatever is wanting to come. And I will tell you that while I've been working with myself and the plants in that way to answer that call, some really extraordinary things have come that I didn't know I could be big enough to receive. Okay, so here's another aspect of it. And I just want to connect that in this way with the dragon medicine and the tulip poplar. I mean, there could be, but what mythical creature, you know, is larger than a dragon? You know, be be a dragon. Get that big. You know, what can't a dragon hold? What can't a dragon receive? You know, it's as if a dragon's ability to receive or manifest or or hold or guard or create whatever is almost infinite. I mean, I have trouble getting a limitation mark, you know, in my mind when I think about the capacity of a dragon. So be a dragon, get 
get bigger, get bigger <laughs> to where there's infinite capacity to receive. Okay, so here's another part with being open to receiving these good things that are right here at this moment, ready and waiting for us. Tulip poplar, along with the dragon medicine, has keys. And this is part of tulip poplar's dragon medicine is the keys. So sometimes we're afraid to unlock and open the door. We're very afraid to do this because we're afraid of what is behind the door. And often that's because we perhaps behind other doors we have discovered painful things very difficult things things that rocked our worlds and maybe you know shattered them in ways that were unexpected and so we're afraid to look behind a door but sometimes we're afraid to unlock and open a door and even though we're being told and encouraged that what's behind it is good and lovely, but we're afraid because what if it's not, right? What if we go back to what's happened before and we open this and there's something scary and frightening behind it? Think of like a monster in the closet kind of idea. We don't want to open that door. We want to keep that door shut. But sometimes the fear and the apprehension that's there is like, we're still struggling to possibly hope and possibly imagine that what we think is behind that door, what is good and lovely that we're that we think might be behind that door is actually there because we're afraid of being disappointed. You know, we're afraid of yeah, we're afraid of being disappointed again is a word that I'm wanting to put in here. We're afraid of being disappointed again. And so we draw back from putting the key in and opening this door that opens to so much loveliness and, and treasure, like a dragon treasure and beauty that really already belongs to us is already ours. It's already right there. We're the ones with the key. It's our door, our key, our room, our space, our treasure. And yet we're, we're drawing back, you know, because we're having trouble believing that it could be true, that it could be so. And then sometimes maybe we're having difficulty opening this door because we don't know if we can handle what's behind it, even though it's good and beautiful and lovely. Am I big enough to receive that, right? So this is a really mundane example of this. <laughs> so we're going to go from dragons and rainbows to this. Some of you may be familiar with the, you know, game show that's been on television in the past. Maybe it's still there. The Price is Right. And in this game show, you know, there's door number one, door number two, and door number three. And, you know, behind door number one is you know, a lifetime supply of chocolate bars, which would make me happy. <laughs> and then behind door number two is maybe a check for, you know, $1,500 that you could use. I'd be happy with that too. But behind door number three is, you know, the vacation of your life traveling the world for a year with $50,000 to spend and a gold crown to sit on your head. I don't know. And so there are these three doors, door one, door two, door three. 
And maybe we have this feeling that we know which door, you know, has this wonderful vacation where you travel the world for a year and $50,000 to do it and this crown on your head or whatever, whatever's behind it, you know, that makes you happy. This is just a price of right, a price is right example. And it's like, we know it. And yet it couldn't possibly be so that couldn't possibly be ours. It, we couldn't possibly enjoy something like that. And so maybe we don't listen to that little voice that's like behind door number three. That's where it is. And we think to ourselves, well, I'm just good for a lifetime supply of chocolate bars, which again makes me happy. And so we just say, I'll go with door number one, you know, because we are just thinking, I can't hold what's behind that. It couldn't possibly be so. So here's what Tulip Poplar and Rainbow Dragon and Key Medicine helps us do. It helps us open the door. That's what it helps us do. It helps us get to a place where we we are big enough. We have expanded. Even if we're still struggling, there is enough hope to open the door. And it's like our hand becomes a dragon's claw or the dragon's claw lays itself over our own hand. And together we turn the knob, turn the key, and we open the door to the beautiful, wonderful world full of gifts that exists on the other side. And I have to tell you, which you probably already know, but I feel like I must say it since I used the price is right <laughs> as an example. What is on the other side of this door is far beyond any sort of material gain. Although that may be a part of it because that is a good thing and that is a blessing in this world. But what is on the other side of this door is often you. And that's that's what you've been looking for. And a place of love and goodness and kindness, safety, beauty, a new world. Sometimes we're afraid to shift from the world that we're in to the world on the other side of the door. From the world that we're in, the old, to the new. And tulip poplar and dragon medicine give the promise that the world on the other side of the door, the new world, it's good, it's loving, and it's true, and you can trust it, and it's for you, and you can hold it, you can expand to hold it. And I feel that so many of us have always needed to hear that, but especially especially need to hear that right now at this moment in our world. Take the key, <laughs> be your dragon self, open the door. The world that's on the other side is magical and beautiful and good and loving and pure and whole, true. You can trust it. I feel like we just need a lot of dragons with keys to open doors and step through and sort of en masse <laughs> walk us all through to not only our individual new worlds, but our collective new world. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that medicine. If you did, visit my website, 
um, alcamillas.com. It's in the show notes there because there's a class coming up on Tulip Poplar. It starts August the 19th, I believe. I think registration ends August 12th. And it's on Tulip Poplar and all of its animal allies. And Dragon is sort of the the climax of that class um, that we'll be discussing. And there's so much medicine to gather up. And Tulip Poplar truly does have so many keys. And I really invite you to join us. I'll put the link for the class in the show notes. You really got to come <laughs> and go to Patreon. You'll see a Patreon page on my website too because I'm going to be sharing more dragon medicine there along with plant medicine and songs and poems and I don't know, my little bits of technology, my little keys for creating and opening um, the new world. And so for you know, as little as $2 a month, you can maybe tap in to some of that medicine and those technologies and those keys. And there's lots of fun things happening. So I hope this was good medicine for you. Okay, until next time. Bye.